Happy Tuesday. If I sound incredibly congested while I'm recording this episode, it's because I was unfortunate enough to get somebody's fucking cold or virus or whatever. So I'm currently wading through that, trying to fight for my life. But other than that, I'm okay. Can't stand for too long because I'm fucking congested in my face, but... So far, I, I think I'm taking it like a champ. Let's get into it. Today, I would like to talk about personal accountability and taking responsibility for the role that we play in our personal suffering. So... I posted something, I posted like a meme, or I don't even want to call them memes, because I feel like meme insinuates like a joke, because it's, it's not a joke, it's pretty serious, but I think it said something along the lines of like, you know, healing and a part of that journey is the fact that we need to take ownership of the roles that we played in the continuing of our suffering, right? So... When we're going through shits, when we have unlucky run-ins with love, more specifically, because I feel like that's where this kind of falls in the category. When we have unlucky happenings in love, it often ties into a long, drawn-out, unhealthy pattern with one or more people that you know are not good matches for you in one way or another. It could just be that they don't align with the same beliefs as you or they just aren't good matches for one reason or another. But a lot of the time we have sexual ties with this person and it makes it hard to see anything past that because we are human and a lot of the time we can't really, you know, it's fine. You know, you just, you want to hook up with somebody and sometimes you just, you want to go back to the old because it's known doesn't mean it's necessarily good, but it's just known, right? It's not an unknown factor because let's be honest, having sex with somebody for the first time, I'm not saying like you're a virgin, but even then, but I'm saying when you have sex with somebody for the first time, a person with whom you do not know their body, it's very nerve wracking, at least for women. I don't know if it's the same for men because you don't know what to expect. You don't know how they're going to be with you, but I do hope that once you get to that point, you know them well enough to know that they are going to be gentle with you more, more in one way or another, right? But oftentimes when we fuck around, right, for the first time and we get a chance to find out, that should be enough, right? Logic and sense would dictate that that would be enough. It would be enough to understand like, okay, this person did X, Y, Z to me. It's kind of a red flag. I'm going to let it lay. I'm going to let the chips fall where they may, right? 
I'm just going to let it sit there by itself in the corner on timeout, if you will. But instead, a lot of us go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then we cultivate this unhealthy thought process of, oh man, I'm unlucky in love, or I'm unlucky in this, or I'm unlucky in that. And it's not necessarily that you're finding a lack of luck in love or in relationships. It's that you didn't take what that person did or said to you seriously enough to let it go and leave it for good. You went back for more, for seconds, for thirds, for fourths. You kept going back, right? When I say, and my mom has always told me this, my mom has told me this, my dad has told me this, my grandma has told me this, because it's very true. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Believe what it is they're telling you as the truth. One, because you really don't know that person as well as they know themselves. It's number one. Number two, being that if they have to do all this convoluted nonsense to hide who it is they truly are, they're not ready to be in a relationship with you. They're not even ready to be in a relationship with themselves, judging by that course of action, right? We, at some point, need to take personal accountability for the role in our own suffering. I will be the first to admit it that I have gone back to some garbage, guys. Some absolute garbage. Many times. Because, I don't know, I'm human. Sometimes I just want to see what happens. Sometimes I just make impulsive and reckless decisions because I know what the outcome is going to be. The outcome is predictable. And the predictable can sometimes be of more comfort than the, than the unpredictable, right? It's more comfortable to know that somebody is going to do you dirty than not knowing if somebody's going to do you dirty or not, right? Somebody's going to betray you if somebody's going to lie to you, right? It's easier sometimes. And I'm not giving this to you guys with the thought in mind that I think that this is a good idea. This is not a good idea. This is a bad idea. This is very self-destructive. It's a form of self-harm, right? Sometimes, providing some insight to you guys, sometimes it just brings about more comfort to do things that are known to you. Even if you know that it's going to cause pain and suffering, it's better than the uncertainty, of falling into trust with somebody and then not knowing if they're going to cause pain or not. A lot of the time that was my thought process, which is, okay, I know that John Doe is going to betray me or not commit to me or say something hurtful or do X, Y, and Z. I know he's going to do that. But because I know that he's going to do that, maybe I can in some way prepare for it in the long term. Which again is not healthy. Instead of hurting yourself, right, emotionally, with people that are dead end for you, 
because it doesn't mean that they're going to be dead end for somebody else, which again is another feat of pain that you might need to go through, right? It depends on where you at and where you're at in your level of healing and your journey of healing. But it's important to understand that that person probably just isn't for you. And it's okay to move on and beyond. They're not ready for you. They don't want to be that person for you. And maybe not for anybody, but again, everybody and anybody isn't your concern. Your concern is you. Are they ready to be that for you? Or for themselves? And in turn, for you, right? Is that the person that they want to be to you? And if the answer is no, or if it's this long, drawn-out excuse of an explanation, the answer is no. Move on. I know that it'll hurt to move on. It'll hurt when you get those messages of those like, hey, big head messages or hey, how are you doing messages. But I promise you, nothing is going to hurt more than investing years into somebody with this idle hope that something will change. And then inevitably, inevitably being let down, right? That's, that's going to hurt more than temporarily rejecting them or permanently rejecting them. Sorry, not temporarily. Permanently rejecting them and just saying no. No. That's, you're not what I want. I don't want you. I don't want that. That can fuck off. Off to the side. And that's okay. But that over there is not what I want. You need to go find somebody that you know, wants what you want. And if you want what I want or your, or your hope or dream is to grow to want what I want, then you need to work on yourself before you come over here with that mess. It's not your job to help somebody grow. Now, some people take it upon themselves to sit around and support these people while they grow. But again, sometimes that dog don't hunt, baby. Sometimes... That is not a, you know, it's, it's a gamble. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to get the happy ending with that person. It's not going to guarantee shit. Now, I always say, if you're going to do something like that, if you're going to sit with somebody romantically, this is from a romantic perspective, or I guess it could be platonic, it could be for anything, but if you're going to sit with somebody with the intention of... I'm hoping for them to change into something that I want, right? So you're sitting there only with the attention of sitting with them until they change into something that you want. Okay, it has to be with the intention of zero expectation. Whether they want me or they don't want me is fine. I'm ready to let go. I'm going to continue living my life. And I'm not, I'm not certain about the outcome, and that's okay. You can't expect anything from that. But the problem is that a lot of people sit around, right, and do these things with the expectation of mine of I dedicated my time to be this person for you, to, to sit around while you grew. So therefore, I feel entitled to the new you, right? But they didn't ask you to be that person. And even if they did, you had the choice of whether or not you wanted to stay and be that person. Again, people cannot control you. 
Only you can control you. Only you can make that decision. Ladies and gentlemen, only you can make that decision. So if you are deciding to go back to garbage, right? Go back to absolute gruel. You can't get upset over the outcome. You can't get upset over the outcome if you knew what it was going to be. You can't get upset if you use a certain amount of years doing the same thing over and over and over again and then realizing after a certain amount of years that it never really changed or made a difference. You cannot get upset at a dog for being a dog or the rain being wet or fire for being hot, right? Or the sun rising every morning. You can't be mad at people being who they are. And if somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them with all your heart. If they are telling you straight up, this is who I am. I will never be this for you. I will never be this. I will never be that. We will never be. Or they show it in their actions, right? So I know a lot of people know this pain. I know that I am not the only person who experiences pain. I won't be the last. But this person was always absent for every special event that you had that in your life that, that had meaning. Your birthdays, your holidays, um, special events, your celebrations, they were never there to celebrate your wins with you. Or be there when you were sad and mourning your losses, right? These people, you have to understand, show or are showing that they will never be there for you. So you should believe that to be true. They are showing you, they are telling you, I will never be there for you. This is what I mean when you have to take, when I say that you have to take personal accountability and responsibility for the role that you play in your own suffering. If you are done playing the game, if you are done suffering, right? then step away. Take your hand away from the fire. I always say, like, if you're done playing games, why are you going to go back to the arcade? You know, if you're done playing those games, why are you going to go back to the arcade? Step away from the toxicity. Step away. I know that it can be addicting, that the drama can be very addicting because it helps stave off some amount of loneliness that you feel in yourself because you might see friends with partners. You might see your parents and they're obviously together, right? If your parents are together or you see other things that remind you about how alone you are romantically. And sometimes that drama kind of fills the void. It's like if you're stranded out in sea, right? You can't drink salt water, but sometimes People get so crazy that they'll still try to drink the salt water to further dehydrate them because something is better than nothing. Something is not better than nothing. And nothing isn't really nothing. Especially if that something is going to make your nothing even worse. Does that make sense? So don't go into things with, I, like, and I, again, I get it. The drama can be very addicting because it can stave off the loneliness that you feel within yourself and within your situation. I get it. But once you get past those things and learn to find fulfillment and nutrients in other aspects of your life, because romance isn't the only thing that brings life satisfaction. 
brings personal satisfaction. You will find satiation in other ways. And then things just come to you in that way. There's been no other times that I've had more prospects in my life for positivity than when I was just focusing on me. And nobody likes to fucking hear that. I get it. Nobody wants to hear, oh, well, you just focus on yourself and you're just... I get it. Nobody likes to fucking hear that. But it wouldn't be so goddamn true if it wasn't true. Nobody would say it all the goddamn time if it wasn't true. That's what I mean to say. When you stop fixating, again, go back to the Zen story where Alan Watts was talking about purposelessness and the Tao. Okay? When you stop fixating on things, when you stop fixating on the prospect of getting something, anything, that's usually when things come. The easiest, actually. When you stop the fixation, when you stop um, the self-harm, the emotional self-harm that you put yourself through when you go back to people that you know are very, very not good for you emotionally. When you stop, you'll find that the pain of walking away is a lot more dull and a lot less agonizing than the illusion that you paint for yourself when you go back to those that are not meant for you. That what is not, which is not meant for you. You will find that the ache of walking away is a lot more dull than the drama and pain and suffering that we put ourselves through when we go back to those people or those things or those habits or those situations. I understand that it hurts. I understand that it sucks. I understand that there's pressures in the world and our families and our work life. I understand all those pressures. However, why are you going to hurt yourself in that way? Knowing that it's like you have the choice between a, a dull ache and agonizing terror and suffering, right? Because eventually the dull ache goes away, all right? As opposed to consistent agonizing terror and pain. You have a choice is what I always try to tell everybody listening to this bitch. You all have a choice of who you want to be in the world. It doesn't fucking matter what you went through or what they did to you or what they said to you or how they treated you. None of that matters. What matters is what you do after, how you are after, who you choose to be after. The reaction is very, very important. Who you choose to be after the fact is going to matter. Period. There's no if, ands, or buts. There is no if, ands, or buts. Who you choose to be after is what fucking matters. My friends, take responsibility for the role that you play in your own personal hell and suffering. 
And then you'll understand how you can move past it, move beyond it, and move away from it. Because once you realize where the pain is coming from, it's a lot easier to pull your hand back. Okay? I promise. That's why I find therapy so valuable. That's why I find talk therapy so valuable. That's why I find um, shadow work so valuable. And if you're not familiar with shadow work, please listen to my episode on shadow work. So you can get a little bit more insight or Google it because we have a whole bunch of fucking internet resources out in the world. This is why it's so important to do those things, to do that work. Nothing comes easy. Nothing worth worth it <laughs> comes easy all the time. Sometimes it does. But usually that comes after work that we've done within ourselves. The only reason that, it, that it's seemingly coming easy is because of all the work we did before we got there. You don't just step into something for the first time and then all of a sudden it's easy. There's other things that you did to get you to the point that you were at currently to make it seem easy than it, easier than it actually is. All this talking makes me feel like I'm going to sneeze. Because I've been sneezing like consistently. This virus is trying to just infect everybody in my life. It's very sad. Anyways. I love all of you so much. And I'm hoping that I don't feel like shit in the next few days. By the time this episode comes out, I hope that I am successfully better because I have a bunch of shit that I need to do. And this random head cold has stopped me from earning things that I want to earn. <laughs> so wish me luck, guys. I am I'm hoping and praying for a quick recovery. And if anybody comes to work sick and is talking to you, step about 12 feet back. Because you don't, you don't want to get sick. Being sick reminds me about how much I don't want to be sick. Ever. Again. Because it's really fucking sucky. Anyways. I love you guys so much. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye now.